welcome to the basketball show. If if I could write a pathway that an athlete would want to take in terms of its of his or her development and creating opportunities and then following that pathway as it presents itself, I would use Ben Cricky as the model for it. Uh, ben, as people in Edmonton know, was a stellar player, uh, provincial champion for uh, Jasper Place High School, went on to play for the Canadian national teams uh, as uh, part of the provincial team program in Alberta, and then went on to a fantastic career at Valparaiso, and then got the extra COVID year and is finishing up his career at the University of Iowa. Ben, welcome to the program. Hey, Paul. Thanks for having me on. It's always great talking. Always is. And so, so Ben, uh, let, let, let's start with uh, uh, the difference between the Missouri Valley and the Big Ten. Can you mm-hmm. can you describe what you would say the differences are? I'd say the, the, the biggest differences for me would just be size of the athlete and kind of just athleticism in general. You know, there, there were great athletes in the Missouri Valley, um, but, you know, there would only be, you know, maybe one or two per team. I feel like Big Ten rosters are just stacked, you know, top to bottom with, with great talent, you know, highly recruited players, and then just very solid, strong athletes. So th- that would kind of be the main difference. Um, and then, you know, top to bottom, maybe just kind of skill level overall, like I talked about. Missouri Valley was was loaded last year with with good talent. But, you know, you get a conference like the Big Ten, you get, you know, an entire starting lineup of, uh, you know, Big Ten solid, talented players who are all looking to play at the next level. What what was it like going through the, the first years of your career? And, of course, your career, like everyone's, was – upset and altered by the COVID phenomenon. But mm-hmm. uh, in the end, it kind of worked <laughs> in a good way because one of there, there are a few things that were good that came out of COVID. One was an extra year of eligibility to gain another experience. But what, what's it been like to, you know, to be so solidified in the Valparaiso program and basketball culture and then mm-hmm. to transfer as a veteran player, as an you know, as an older college athlete over to the University of Iowa. Yeah. I mean, I love my time at Valpo, and by the end of it, it really started to feel like home. So, you know, even though I had the extra COVID year, it was a tough decision. And, and kind of towards the end of the season, I was already kind of, you know, asking questions of what I'll do with my fifth year. You know, am I going to stay, uh, you know, or will I explore different options? And my decision kind of was helped with the firing of my coaches at, at Valpo. So that, that wasn't an easy situation for me. You know, it's it's always tough saying goodbye to a community that, that you love and, and, you know, people that you love. So that was, that was tough. And then, but, you know, at the same time, you know, with it being tough, it was, it was really a blessing to be able to use that fifth year and, and just be able to explore my options. So entered the portal and, and, uh, you know, a lot of schools reached out, you know, a couple of weeks that I was in and, And the process was pretty fast, you know, being an older guy, I kind of knew what I wanted, you know, out of, out of my fifth year and, and, uh, college experience, you know, you know, you want to be a contributing factor to a winning team and, and, uh, you know, continue to grow your game and and have a solid development piece as much as you can in one year. So that led me to Iowa and I've, I've been loving it here. Yeah, t- talk about being at the University of Iowa. It has a reputation as 
being it's a big school, but it's a small school environment. Is is that an accurate description of what the on campus and the uh, university experience is like there? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously way bigger than Delpo in, in pretty much every way. Um, but at the same time, it's it's not a huge town. I mean, it's called Iowa City. It's not it's not huge. And uh, a lot of the city is comprised of campus, which, you know, the downtown's kind of intermixed with a lot of campus and school buildings and, and classes down there. So um, just kind of kind of that it's everything's about the Hawkeyes here. You know, every restaurant will have the the Hawkeye logo and everything like that. Yeah. So it's uh, the fan support here is amazing. And, you know, obviously Caitlin Clark helps that too. The the women sell, sell out every game and, you know, you know, we get some great crowds too. And just, just the support of the community is amazing from, you know, different sports too, like wrestling. I, I would have never thought coming in here that wrestling was as big as it is. And, and they sell out arenas too, of you know, 15,000. So it's uh, it's really impressive the the community support and then just the school spirit. I'm going to take a real quick side jump on a tangent. I'm from a small town in northeast Iowa, Cresco, Iowa. That is actually mm-hmm. houses the Iowa uh, Wrestling Hall of Fame. When I okay. when I grew up, wrestling matches it, it, Cresco produced state and national champions over over the decades, and still to this day. You get much bigger crowds in Cresco for wrestling than you do uh, than you do for basketball. Mm-hmm. It is it's kind of similar to hockey in in Canada, Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like uh, people really get after it. And isn't it oh, strange yeah. to go to a wrestling meet though? Like when you look at what those guys do on the mat, and then you compare yeah. it to what we do on the court, it's a whole different sport, isn't it? Yeah. No, absolutely. And kind of over the years, I, I've talked with people. I, I've really grown an appreciation for different sports and and different, you know, sports cultures. So it's kind of cool to see, you know, how, how they all cheer for each other and they're all kind of standing there and they're, they're watching a buddy, you know, go one-on-one and dueling with the different guys. So uh, I've been to one meet and, and it was really cool and the, the crowd was getting into it and they have their own little chants that they do. It, it's just different, but it was a great experience. You, you mentioned Caitlin Clark and I'd be remiss if I didn't touch on it at least. Um, Again, I'll go side. I'll go a bit sideways here. When I grew up, basketball, high school girls basketball was three on three. You you either played offense or defense. And one of the big things was a lady named Denise Long in 1969 scored 118 points in a game. And the Iowa high school girls tournament outdrew the guys high school. Uh, Guys would get about 17.5 and the girls would get just over 18,000 in Des Moines. Now that tradition again in iowa of loving girls basketball is just accentuated by this phenomenon called caitlin clark what's been the impact uh that you've touched on it but but elaborate on it a little bit yeah i mean like just first and foremost she she really can't go anywhere in in the city without being just barraged by people asking for signatures and i'm sure and it's uh it's a whole different level i mean when we're out, when the guys team's out, we'll we'll get the people coming up asking for pictures or you know sign this quick. And it's just nonstop. I mean, everybody knows who she is in Iowa for sure, and I mean around around the states as well, and and I'm sure a lot in Canada too. So it's it's just amazing. You know, she'll she'll come to our games and and she'll kind of have to put a hood up and and try to quietly you know find her seat and and not draw too much attention, but. Yeah, it's uh, I've been to a few girls games as well and it's just amazing 
she's she's an unreal player and she, she takes and, and makes some insane shots for with you know deep range threes and everything like that and and the crowd loves her and it's it's a very different crowd um than what we get you know she, she's got her own fan base and you know very, obviously very inspirational to the young girls in iowa and, and just huge for for women in general so it's uh it's great to see just you know the young girls there are clearly getting inspired and and uh, enjoying the game you find Iowa the experience at the University of Iowa uh to be centered around a culture that is largely down to earth in terms of how Absolutely. how they treat each other and how they view athletes and how they view the school experience that that's Absolutely. the reputation yeah no it's it's very down to earth and uh, there's just a respect for for everybody you know we come in and try to do our job and not like coach McCaffrey is has recruited very down-to-earth guys so we all enjoy kind of hanging out together and it's uh you know I've been a part of different you know team cultures and stuff and you know so certain people have you know certain ideas of, of what they find fun to do on the weekends and you know it's just kind of fun because we all just kind of like doing the same thing watching movies maybe playing cards just kind of relaxing a lot of guys enjoy golf we've gone bowling a couple of times so it's it's just kind of low-key but you know we all enjoy it and and uh, obviously try to do our best on court and you know guys are always getting in the gym and getting up work and or getting up extra shots and, and putting in extra work so it's uh it's my kind of team culture for sure and and i've just really respected everybody from the staff to the players when I heard you going to the University of Iowa, I thought my my first thought was this suits Ben, ben to a T. Yeah, uh, just that's mm-hmm. the kind of culture Ben Cricky will thrive in, and uh, yeah. it sounds like it it's been that way. So so talk about the upcoming schedule. Uh, you got Penn State mm-hmm. tomorrow, but uh, yeah. you're in you're in the thick of the fight in the Big Ten, which is really what the Big Nineteen. But you're yeah. Yeah, you're one of the it's one of the great carryover names where but. Uh, but you know, you guys are in the thick of it. You're fighting for your postseason mm-hmm. lives. So uh, tell yep. me, tell yep. me about the sense of urgency in your preparation right now. Yeah, no, you said it. We we are fighting for our lives, and and we we view every game kind of from here on in as a must win. And um, you know, obviously the games mean a little bit, a bit more. I would argue in the Big Ten than they did in the Valley because of at large at large bids right so you know in the Missouri Valley it was it was relatively you know pressureless you know going into a game if you just you knew you had to perform in your conference tournament and and hopefully make a run which which we almost did in yes, that freshman year but you know we we struggled the last three but you know in, in the Big Ten here it's it's every game matters and, and you're really jockeying for position each and every game um, so we, we've lost a few that we should have won, you know, Michigan early in December and, and we feel like Maryland and, and, uh, Indiana as well were, were tough losses. And, you know, from here on out, we just got to take care of business and, and win, win the games we should and, and be very competitive in the games that were maybe not favored, but are winnable. This, this conference is, is packed with, with great teams top to bottom. So you're going to get great games with, with every, uh, you know, opportunity and uh, the rankings, you know, with the exception of Purdue, who's who's been really good and, and Wisconsin's been performing super well, too. It's it's very tight, you know, from 
three onto the to the last place team, it's it, it will come down to you know a game or two. So we got Penn State coming up. We we you know at their place, and we got to take care of that. And then we have a couple others that we feel good about. And uh, you know it'll be a grind, and, and we got to continue to just prepare. You know, watch film. You know, practice as, as hard as we can at this point in the year, and and uh, see what we can do. Ben, I'm going to jump on the word grind. You know, you've you've lived the NCAA Division One experience. Uh, you know, from mm-hmm. growing up, uh, how Ed, kids in Edmonton and Alberta all you know that are playing basketball have this dream. They want to go to the NCAA. They want to play in March Madness. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot different in reality than it is in your in, in your mind's eye when you're a young player, isn't it? What do you think the Absolutely. most important ingredients are to be to really be successful in doing what yeah. you're doing? I think you just have to be extremely locked in. And I think that's might be a little cliche to say, you know, stay locked in or whatever, but you have to really be focused in what you're down here to do. And you know, obviously college is filled with distractions and, you know, that could be a whole other conversation, but it's, it's super important for me when I came down to, to Valpo at the start, I really just viewed it as I'm down here to get a degree and take care of my, my classroom business and I'm here to play basketball. So my world and my schedule kind of just revolved around those two things. And, you know, maybe at some point I put a little more pressure on the basketball um but uh, you know obviously found success in the classroom as well um but those you're being, those you're being very things. modest you're being very modest <laughs> with your all academic stature but anyway continue please <laughs> yeah no so you know my schedule like I, I was saying just kind of revolves around that so you know if it's late at night after class and you know you have nothing to do you, you just better get in the gym get up more shots or you know early in the morning i was very adamant about getting in, you know, seven, seven thirty in the mornings, kind of before class at Belpo and, and now it's to kind of turn into a little bit later after class. But um, you know, finding ways to get better each and every day. Uh to add on to that, you know, taking care of your body is super important because, you know, it's a long season, tons of games, you know, intense long practices at some points. Um, so taking the opportunity to stretch when you can and, and get in with trainers and maybe doing a little bit of a hot tub cold tub thing um so there's there's that's another way of, of staying proactive and and kind of building towards success um another thing would be getting into film and and really studying the game i think it's easy for young players to to look at their highlights all the time or or go through tapes and and uh maybe look at it more as a fan but i, I think it's super important and, and high school kids or even junior high kids could start now of of really studying the game as they're watching film. And maybe it's not even their own film. You know, growing up, I, I watched a lot of YouTube on, you know, Michael Jordan or different games um, and and an array of different players and, and tried to study their moves and maybe carry over some footwork or, you know, uh, different just different moves um, that way. So, so that was something that also helped. And then uh, I, I would add, you know, get get a mentor or, or somebody you can, you know, bounce ideas off of. Obviously, 
Steve has, has been that for me and he really enjoys, you know, checking up and I, I enjoy just talking with him about, you know, different things throughout the season. So I think that's super important, just kind of building the support system as, as a player leaves. It's, uh, it's very important to know that, you know, they're not alone in the journey. And, and although it gets busy and stressful at times, they have different people to, to lean back on. Very well stated and and wise words for young people to listen to. Uh, I'm going to wrap things up, Ben, because I know you got to get over to practice, but uh, it's too early to talk about this seriously. What what happens to Ben Cricky after uh, this last year at the University of Iowa? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but I'm uh, I'm going to try to play pro basketball. I'm not sure what capacity that'll be in yet. Um, so yeah, hoping to finish this season strong and then. Yeah, we'll figure that out. That'll come, and uh, I won't. I won't even mention what I what I hope for. Well, heck, heck yes, I will. I hope you're in a Stingers uniform if it works out. But <laughs> it works out, and it's your best interest. That's that's got to be. But it would sure be great. But uh, and Cricky, all the best for the rest of the season. Certainly, uh, you are such a great role model uh, for young people. I hope uh, young more young people will listen to the the wisdom in your words about the hard work that goes into being the successful division one player that you are. You have a wonderful family. I hope mom and dad have been able to get down to uh, watch some games uh, mm-hmm. in, in Carver. Yeah, so they were, yeah. They were down here first, first couple games of the year, which was great. And I think they're, they're planning to come down for senior night. So excited for that. Fantastic. That is great. Ben Cricky, yeah. all the best for the rest of the year. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me on. It was awesome.